This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Enquiry Weekend Podcast. My name's Lee Keys of System UK, and with me, my co-pilot, John Lang of John Hogspot. Good evening, John. Uh, How would you eat me? Well, I mean, I feel I would have bust. I think <laughs> um, <laughs> I've managed to turn many uh, winning opportunities into a defeat. Probably back to record number of seconds for this week. Um, done plenty of money in, but other than that, it's been great. Yeah, I, 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 I probably, I probably go with that. Uh, it's not been a great week for me, punting wise, um, for, for sure. But nevertheless, we move on because we've got some cracking action this weekend, and it is the Greenham meeting at Newbury and the Scottish National at Air. And also, we've got a, a few bets, I believe, tomorrow. So, so this should be a good show. And and I know for a fact, listeners, that that John's got got a very good nap tomorrow. I've got quite a few interesting bets on Sunday. So, hopefully, um, we'll uh, we'll line your pockets with a few shillings. Right on to the questions before we get onto the tips. Some good questions this week. Um, and the first one is. If you were given a free rein, John, in racing, yeah, right, so head head of the BHA with a rod of a, st- a rod of power, what would you do to make racing in this country a better product? Well, first of all, I'd trim the fixture list. Yeah, and and I don't know if I'd be able to do this, but I would definitely limit the amount of coverings the stallion could do. Um. I'd probably limit that to 50. I would take the tote back off Baldy and I would launch racing zone exchange. Wow. Well, we, we've not chatted about this and I can honestly say this and, and we, we're literally off same, same, same in sheet and what I don't get with racing and, and we've known this a long time, obviously it's a very bad deal for racing with the bookmakers at the moment in terms of you know, the gross profit uh, tax deal. Um, it's, it's a shocking deal. And I'm surprised no one at the head of the BHA or whoever takes over the reins, Rusty was before, you know, like the, you know, the, the former bookmaker. Um, and But no one is taking the bookies on with any gumption regarding, like, in other words, you you, you threaten to cut the fixtures. You say, right, that's it. No, we, we we can't carry this on in a sustainable way. The Spring Cup on Sunday is worth sixteen thousand to the winner. That's unacceptable in any in any jurisdiction in the world, right? Whether it's Britain, it's it, that is just absolutely awful. The the the, the Spring Cup is worth sixteen thousand pounds to the winner. Now, that the way that I think you tackle the bookmakers is to start with is you just say right we see you and 2022 fixtures 
it's time now we're going to cut them by a third because mm. it, it's unsustainable to to pay to pay the money out for, for the owners you know to, to basically keep going it, it's it's just not, mm-hmm. not I, I mean listening to Chris I mean Christian Williams who's you know like he he, he was on uh, a racing TV interview uh, the other day and he and he and he stated that he was he was going to move well he was going to try France out for a little bit as a as like a, a busman's holiday just to see you know take the family out there you know take the owners out there there's more and more owners that I know are going to France because the prize money obviously is ridiculously good like you said they have because it's to- funded now now for, for, for me if you if you have your own tote as, as as the BHA, if you have your own betting exchange as the BHA, all the profit go, goes into the sport. That's 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 how it should, should be. Um, and I, I can't for the life of me think why that no one ever that takes over at the BHA, the, the the new head of the BHA, does not immediately want to get the bookmakers round the table to renegotiate the deal, John. I think the trouble is that uh, the existing BHA top brass have all been conditioned to think that the bookies know 20 times more about marketing the sport and getting the results out of the sport than the BHA do. And uh, they'll march into any negotiations and uh, give them a bloody good listening to. Yeah. Um, rather than actually go in there and tell it like it is because I don't think there's any of them have the product knowledge or the, the savvy to go in there and negotiate properly and uh, put a gun to the belt his heads it's I mean when you read things like that Denise Coates is taking bonuses that she is of, of that magnitude uh, of Bet365 now you know what that reminds me of when Betfair first came into power yeah, yeah. and you've got punters on Betfair making more than Betfair themselves. So basically racing is supplying the product and yet the people that are allegedly fund helping to fund the sport are making more mm. than what you know than what racing's making. Racing we're we're providing the product, racing's providing the product, but but then you've got, you know, the, the head of Bet365, who, by the way, look, I'm, I'm not begrudging Denise Coates at all. I'm far from it. It's just that if she's taking, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds of bonuses each year uh, from, from her company, then things are going rather well. And as we know, racing provides that platform uh, mm. to, to punters to go in their casinos, to go and, and bet on other things. And without that's why they demand ludicrous fixture list that's why they want wall-to-wall fixtures that's yeah. why they want tw- that's why they want 12 o'clock starts and nine o'clock finishes so the punters <laughs> will stay in play the fruit machines but we'll just stay in all day while there's a race on it you know it's like all oh, right right uh, 247 crayford or or you know the, the 415 at bath whatever and this is the thing and we, we are racing is so shafted by this and and, and i just i i mean seeing it break, it breaks my heart for for owners in a way because and not not the shakes or the or the or the well to dos but the people that you know are trying to live the dream and might earn a ninety horse and run, running 
a spring cup or running a nice handicap and it's 16,000 to the winner. It's an absolute dis- that that is the biggest disgrace ever. I, I don't I'm not bothered about covid, I'm not bothered about that it, that race should be properly funded like like it's a spring cup, it's a it's a flagship handicap at the start of the season just like the Lincoln is and I just think it's an absolute disgrace. So basically to improve in 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 other words to answer this question you need to start with the bookmakers first. You need to start lot, basically threatening the bookmakers, threatening to cut the fixture list, uh, getting rid of you, you, you know fixtures that basically aren't needed and just just there for bookmakers. You know, racing should not exist just for bookmakers. It needs to exist to 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 for everyone. Everyone needs 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 a slice of the pie, and and that's that's the way forwards. I think. Anyway. Um, we've sort of covered that. Oh, just one more thing. I mean, I would I would also improve the race cards on racetracks because having been to America, you, you pay £5 to get in or $5 to get in. You get a race card with full form lines, speed figures, um, a lot more interest in, uh, you know, like you'll get the, the, the tipsters analysis for $5. And, you know, what our race cards are basically full of shit and, you know, and just, just, just rubbish. So I'd improve that. Just, just for a casual race guy to think, oh, what's all this about? What's these form lines about? Just, just, just to try and educate that, that you know what what racing's about might get them into it. You know, like ah, oh, this is worth studying. It's quite interesting. But our race cards are just so poor that no one reads them. I mean, every time I've been in the track as an owner, you know, you get you get your race card given you, and it it just it just ends up. Sat, sat on a table somewhere and opened. Um, you know what I mean? It's just a waste of time. It's just so uh, you know what's what when you go in the paddock, isn't it? I think that's it, yeah. You go in the paddock, it's handy. You can just like obviously, you know, make your notes or ring them off. But apart from that, it's absolutely useless and a waste of time. Anyway, we move on to our next question, uh, which is when the money comes for one um, for a horse. Which stables do you consider to be the most shrewdest to land a punt? And who would be your go-to jockey if looking to land one and your jockey, uh, you know, to get a mark? So basically, to cut it fine, John, who would who, who would you book to land the punt? Who would you back? Who would you book to uh, get your mark? Um, to land the punt, I'd probably rock along my feet there, really, because. Uh, He's unlikely, well, according to his peer group, he's extremely unlikely to go rogue and stop it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and I know for a fact he can ride very, very accurately to orders. So I would, I would definitely rock along with it there um, to land the punt. Um, he wouldn't have that great a following. He's going to knock anything off the price either. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Um, what what stables would you consider uh, to be to be the shrewdest to land a bet? At the minute, I'd say probably Agus. Willie Agus, yeah, fantastic, um, tra- fantastic trainer to be sure. I think they, they don't miss much at the minute. No, the money's very sharp as well. When yeah. when you get when you get money for a Haggis horse in a handicap that looks fairly unexposed, the money is. Very, very sharp. So, yeah, I concur with that. Um, myself, just basically, 
I'll try and pick people out of a box uh, just to be a bit interesting rather than the obvious ones. Uh, trainers, I would pick Sophie Leach for jumps and I would pick Les Air for the flat. Les, Les does not miss... Like the, These are the yards that people think, well, Les Air, for God's sake. But <laughs> Les, Les is quite shrewd. He's, he, he really does get them placed well and... And that and Sophie Leach, obviously, she's got the French interest. She's not that they're not that setup's brilliant. They're not daft. So I will go for Sophie Leach jumps, uh, Les Air flat jockeys. I will go to to get a mark. Alain Corley, who's always eight wide, nine wide, um, yeah. and you know you know does the old shuffle in the saddle, knows what he's doing. And on the flat, I'd go for Charlie Bennett to um, you know basically do the old shuffle on the flat uh, to land a punt I would probably say there's one jockey I really love over jumps when, when I've got my money down or serious money down and it would be David Bass yeah he doesn't miss <laughs> 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 he, he's, a, he's a strong lad and he doesn't miss and basically if a horse needs making his mind up um, that's the one uh, we'll go to our final question tonight, and it's from uh, a good friend of ours, really. Well, he's not a friend, but we don't know him. I don't want to say I know someone, because um, I don't want to get picked up on it on Twitter. But but John Nolan is a... Uh, is a, is a, is a is an, do you know him? Do you know him? Oh, I know him, yeah. yeah. I never knew. I never knew. Well, anyway, so he, he says... Uh, it's a good question. He says, if you were gifted a two-year-old colt, John... Like yeah. I see the stars out of a Coolmore mare. Yeah. Who would you send it to? So, mm-hmm. the, who, so who would you send it to? Tathosaurus. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they can get. Probably. Go on. 770,000 guineas. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Okay, so let's say if you kept it. If I kept it, okay, I'll keep it then. <laughs> Against me better judgment, I'll keep it. And uh, I, I would say, well, I'd want it where I could say it. So, um, Jeff Harker. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm, not going, I'm not going to Jeff, because uh, what I do, I'll, I'll kill Tell Verge with one stone. I'll uh, I'll send it to Anthony Britton and uh, have a nosy round of O'Meara as well. I'm there. Yeah. So, would you like to ride it? Would you get a thick Dave in there? Would you? Absolutely, rest- absolutely. <laughs> uh, no messing about. I'd be taking it up for a mark, and uh, what I would do, I'd just give Dave three lots of wrong instructions, so he's not even going to get into trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. So he says, uh, "What race would you most like to win with it?" So you know, what what where, where would what would you send it to? The uh, the six furlong nursery at the Aber Maiden. <laughs> uh, you'd be struggling with uh, see. Unless, well, depends, I suppose it depends on what. what oh, jump and go, Jeff. Jump and go. <laughs> Cool more mare was, but see the stars, six furlongs. Yeah, jump and go, Dave. Uh, class, uh, class without. 
And he says, John, he says, how could you guarantee it wouldn't be spooked by the siren? Well, that's easy, because I would arrange with Anthony that as soon as it arrived, the speakers went into its box and it was subjected 24-7 to thrash metal music <laughs> until it was stone deaf. <laughs> and then it wouldn't be spoke by anything. And if I needed to sell it, it looked like the most laid-back character you've ever seen going down the sales ring. These sirens are yours. Are they, are they, are they COVID ambulances? What are they? Is, is, is yeah, yeah, they're, they're ambulances. There's, there's no, the police have given up around here. <laughs> They, 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 uh, just, they just shuffling the dead backwards and forwards in the hospitals. It's, uh, you, you can't even find a policeman around there, you know. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Uh, quality. Right. Great question, John Nolan. Um, you've got some great answers from John there. We're going to move on to some tipping because we know that you want our tips. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we've got obviously a truncated Saturday card because of Prince Phil's funeral. Um, um, you have to look at the squad, by the way, for that. <laughs> I haven't, no. Oh, really impressive, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah um, there's a good mixture of youth and experience. Um, three or four homegrown hereditary titles. Um, about uh, four or five cases of incest. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, bring it home, folks. You know, I mean, it's, uh, they've, they've selected an excellent squad of 30 there yeah. for, for the big day. Do you think there'll be any uh, tooting going on that day? Well, you know, um, <laughs> the... Uh, the situation with Prince Andrew, where he's been denied the right to wear an admiral's uniform, I think that could escalate. Yeah. You know, uh, if he can get into the dressing up box tonight and <laughs> salt something away there, you know, I mean, he could turn up looking like a Gurkha tomorrow or <laughs> maybe a snowman. <laughs> you know. It, it just depends what sort of outfit he can get, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Um, were you, were you, are you going to be watching? I'm, I might just have a quick look, just do a quick medal count on Prince Edward, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to his book coming out because um, at the last count he had 17 medals, so the 27 minutes he spent in the Marines must have been really exciting. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he did, he be a hell of a like chapter that. in the boat, left. Yeah, he didn't like that much, did he? No, 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 no. He did not. No. Uh, all right. So, around around the uh, Prince Phil action tomorrow, um, we have got some racing, which is obviously at different times. And for those of you uh, that are thinking about hitting the booze um, or the artificial substances hard tonight, it's an early start in the morning for you. So you don't you don't want to lay in too long, John. Tomorrow you must have some proper ammo. Where where are we going to start? I've um, I, I feel I've dug one out tomorrow at Thirsk. Um, and this is in the one ten race, and it's called Strox, 
and people who've been listening since the start of the programme won't be surprised to find out that uh, the, the man in form and on top is, is our old pal Sick Dave uh, <laughs> for, for Happy Tim this one um, really caught my eye on debut this year pulled like an Irish tug of war team early on um, <laughs> poor old Dave didn't didn't know where to go to get any cover, so he decided to come the wrong side of the track for starters. Um, buried it a little bit. By the time we got it buried, it was starting to run out of puff. So, gave it a bit of a nudge. It ran on okay, uh, but was tiring. Um, it will improve a ton for that. Uh, it's got a nice draw in the middle, which I think is maybe not ideal that Dave has options. You know, you, you usually want Dave with one option go forward or go back. <laughs> um, <coughs> but I think this is tremendous value tomorrow. The, uh, the, the winner of the Renka race is just about favourite tomorrow. Wh- whatever happens, I think Strox beats that. So, and we're 12-1, so. And like you say, I mean, if you look at the, uh, for listeners, if you look at the form of the race, the, the four first horse home won at Newcastle last night, Apple Blair Boy, and Mutton Arsley, the second in the race, should should really probably have won at Ripon, um, just got a, a little bit further back than ideal, and uh, James Sullivan had to, had to sort of move around them and, you could possibly say it was a little bit of a um, an unlucky loser at Ripon um, behind Mark's choice. That was uh, also yesterday. So, I feel like I'm stand up well myself. Yeah, um, that's definitely over overpriced, John. I, I think that's a very very good shout. So that's a good. Have you anything else on Saturday that takes your eye? That's about it, really. On Saturday, I did. Um... I had a bit of a look at the Irish cards because obviously the Irish wouldn't be putting anything off because of a funeral. Um I did think Curran's option could run well in the Gladness Stakes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's us that's got a bit more bit more to offer from from last year even finished up in listed races last year after doing really well in handicaps. It's about at the right sort of rating now to be winning races like this. As I said, I think it's probably got a little bit more to offer still um, for the excellent Adrian McGuinness. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to say that go really well in the in the Gladness Stakes. Okay, but it, it wouldn't be a huge bet or anything like that. No, but you think it can run well, so that's quite yeah. an option in the 235 at the Curra. Adrian McGuinness trains. Gavin Ryan takes the ride. Currently around the 13 to 2, 7 to 1 mark. Might be worth an each way look there at the Curra for John. Tomorrow, myself, I have got a few little sort of bankers for you um, that I thought might be might be sort of some things to put in um, little doubles and trebles, things like that, just for a bit of interest on Saturday. Throne Hall in the 140 at Thirsk uh, was very 
impressive for me at Doncaster on reappearance. It beat a very... Uh, I, I think Goslins were quite surprised that Takaria didn't win that and Thrown Hall kicked it out of the way uh, off a mark of 88. It's up in the ratings to 97 here. I don't think it faces anything with much in hand. Whether it's a value price, possibly not at the moment. It's it's been hammered overnight. It was five to four. It's been knocked into four to five. So maybe I'm not as bouncy as what I was earlier. I think odds against would be fine, but odds on maybe not. Um, one of the other things that I liked um, at Bangor tomorrow was counteract in the twelve fifty five, the three mile handicap chase. The horse basically has thrived for fast ground, really bouncing off the ground at the minute. Won its last two. There's absolutely no way that... I, I mean, it's off 88. It won a conditional jockey's race last time and was very impressive and didn't jump that well either as, like he can. This would be an equally weak race and Bangor will suit, suit the horse because Bangor suits horses that like to take the time uh, over the chase course being around the wide outside they tend to go too fast and I think counteract tomorrow is, is quite a good bet for Susie Smith that's in the 12.55 and finally one John that you will know um, in the 6.15 at Nottingham I thought Jean-Baptiste was a was a, not a bad shout at 9-2 to two. and each way thief race if you like uh, if all eight go to post Stem look ready to pay off I see well, obviously, with Stout last year, we know the system at the moment. You know, Stout runners this year are good. Stout runners last year, bad. And Stout to George Boffe, Bowie, Bowie Bowie. Um, he's had two runs for George Bowie, one ridden by uh, Thick, Thick Spencer at Newcastle. Um, and then last time showed a lot more when just getting touched off by Mars Landing uh, at Leicester. Now, we know that Mars Landing will probably start to be a horse this year. And second to that, you know, running with it, 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 it wasn't beat far. It was, it was, you know, it, it has to, you'd think John Baptiste with that level of form has to go close in the 6.15 at Nottingham tomorrow. So that was my uh, choices. The bookmark Crean uh, that also rode uh, Ransom the other night for Stout. And did quite well, I felt. I've been quite critical of Mark Crean. I think he's quite quite weak, but don't know. Maybe he's just... He, I thought he rode quite well doing that on Ransom. That's so, quite sharp, Yep. So I'm, I'm always happy to be wrong on jockeys. Jockeys improve and, and, and regress, as we know, just like everyone in life improves and regresses. And Mark Crean, fine on Ransom the other night. He takes the five off. Could be a valuable five off for John Baptiste Indeed. in the 6.15 at Nottingham. That, so that that's my sort of three to look at tomorrow. John with an excellent call on the Tim Easter be also. I think that's excellent value around twelve to one plus. So you might want to take a look at a strong look at that. Really, we move on to Sunday, where it's the pinnacle of the weekend action that should have been Saturday, and it's the Newbury Green and meeting and the Air Grand National meeting. So I think we'll look at the ITV uh, races. And ITV have gone to town Sunday. They must be bored. Uh, uh, five, ra- <laughs> <laughs> five races at Newbury on, on ITV. We've got five races, I believe, on ITV. Also, ten races. An ITV ten. What, 
we'll start with the with with the with the twig hoppers because we're absolutely useless on twig hoppers. Um, and oh, out the way. Um, have you have you anything at air, John? That you that you particularly like? Have you have you had a look at air much? I, I did look at air. Um, I like Kingdom Agent in the one fifteen. Yeah, it's in good form. I didn't think in the two twenty five Tommy's Oscar. Been in great shape all year and can carry on with a bit of progression. Yeah. I like Dal Mankind in the three o'clock. I think it'll be too fast for these like round here. Uh, yeah. He won't save him like he tried to at the Fez. And then in the uh, the Scottish National Dingo Dollar won as soon as he was away from Alan King. Uh, was used to marks above this one while he was there. Doesn't need a personal best to actually go and win this still. Yeah. Um, looks the tight now. He's with Big Sander. Uh, and I did think you couldn't address that race without looking at Mr. Fogpatch's The Irish Raider. <laughs> yeah. Hope they are. Yes. Raider. The carrots. The carrots. Mm hmm. Yeah. Are you saying then that that uh, Dingo Dollar didn't didn't like Alan King and prefers Big Sandy? I, th- I think it's looking that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I think uh, in this case size does matter. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Dingo Dollar is second off the trainer change, uh, so Big Sandy's got yeah yeah it's fair shout. Okay, well, I have two for her. I have two good ones for her. Um, first one's the 150. Um, the CPMS Novices Champion Handicap Chase. Nice pipe, actually. Well done, eh? £50,000 guarantee. 26000 for the winner. 10000 more than the Spring Cup. A total disgrace. <laughs> How can you have 10000 more than the Spring Cup? I just... Oh, bonkers. Um... Five Star Getaway is joint favourite. Now, that's the one where the owner, Carl Hinchy, was moaning on Twitter for the handicapper putting it up £15 for beating uh, an absolutely dead actor in Niven. Yeah. And, and I, I saw his point. I mean, how is that favourite? How, how on earth can that win he's mo- he's moaning like like uh, how on earth is that favorite it should not be favorite no Five, yeah, that's pathetic, right the the one here to be on an absolutely lump on and i mean lump on i've i've no idea why it's it probably won't be this price come first time pilbara emmett mullins alan corley emmett mullins is the magic carrots barn of all time this season he's just immense you've seen what he's done with the shunter it's, it's the evidence. Evidence is key. Validation and evidence. You, you see what he's done with the shunter. He's landed the big bonuses. This this is a this is a plan in in the waiting, right? This horse has had two two starts recently over fences. It finished second to Stacks Mountain at, at, at Listowel, and it clearly wasn't off because it drifted in the betting. It, you know. And it still finished second, ran well. And then they dropped it in trip to two miles two, never never fluent, just couldn't get its jumping together. It's off a mark here uh, that is just ridiculous. And it's up to three miles, that's the key. It's up to three miles, 
the horse simply is different gear from that mark. I, I, I'm not going to say it's a whirlwind, but if everything goes right for it, it jumps well and everything goes right, then it's a racing certainty off that mark. Pillbara tomorrow, good luck. If, if, if you're taking the night or two, you, you, you're very happy. I'll be left with the dregs and the scraps um, in the morning. But but Pillbara, that's that's the good thing uh, of the jumps tomorrow. And you the second bet, yeah, absolutely. Um, that it's just a ridiculous price. How can you have five star getaway giving that ten pound? Absolutely no chance whatsoever. That gives that ten pound. None. No, no, me, nada. We move on to the Scottish National, where my other bet is some chaos. That's a rather large 25 to 1. Michael Scudamore in tremendous form at the moment, training a few winners. Uh, he had a second in a, in a grade race entry uh, last week, and he, he is literally in very good form. And you can see what the, I mean, they must have had this in mind all season the horse is 10 years old it starts off in november it runs in the badger beers at wing canton finishes fifth you know staying on the horse is five from 10 over jump so over, over the over the chase fence so they probably thought then this stays stays nicely what's the time we like good it likes good ground so what's the target probably nothing at cheltenham the three miles too sharp the you know where do we mm-hmm. go they probably thought, right, it's no good Welsh National, that's soft ground. So they thought Scottish National, because what have they done since? Two hurdle races, handicap hurdle, handicap hurdle. Yeah. Uh, obviously to just, just straighten the horse up. Two preps in March just to get the horse fit. And now back over fences, fresh horse, uh, loves the jumping game. What a price, 25 to 1. Incredible price. Against... Uh, basically, if you look through the, the Scottish National, there's very few that are well handicapped or thrown in, or you know, yeah. for example, like you've got uh, Brian Ellison's Sam's Adventure, mm-hmm. lovely horse, not knocking the horse, but now 147, it's won an Ida, it's won a off in deep ground, yeah, and and that is like two and a half times lesser price. How does Sam's Adventure beat some chaos for me? I, I just don't see it. And then the favourite, I write. I mean, this is. Obviously, it's ran well in the race um, uh, before, I believe. Uh, I'm sure I right running the Welsh, or am I wrong? No, I'm wrong. I thought I, I always thought I right running the Scottish National before. No, but anyway, I right ran third at Cheltenham, and this to me is a bit of an afterthought for I right. It's a worthy favourite on the Cheltenham, but I do, I do feel that some chaos is is the better twenty five. So. That was me at air. Well, I write so much bottles out for everybody to say all season, isn't it, really? Well, that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it, to, to me, it's just, it, it is what it is. It's off, a, it's off a massive mark. I mean, I right now lumping 11-11 round there, 154. And it's it's got to give some chaos over a stone, well, nearly a stone. I just I, I just think this is a great bet. 25 is just huge, absolutely huge. So I'm all over that. Right, we'll move on to the flag action then, uh, where we've got ITV for some strange reason covering maiden races. You don't see that very often. An exciting maiden race. Ex- exciting, why. yeah. The first race, John, one o'clock Newbury. Epic. The, uh, epic race. What's your thoughts? 
Well, I'd be loath to go against your guineas off Snow Lantern. Um, the Gosden one ought to be second. And I think it'll probably be about nine months back to third of. Pretty much. I, I've got, I've got to, I've got to admit my disappointment because I've been waiting to back Snowland and I've been waiting to unleash absolutely, you know, shackles full. Um, and then we run into Derab, which was second to Labarossa, doing quite a lot wrong on debut. And yeah, it's left me quite sick, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, if it had run at New, that's why I was sick. It didn't run at Newmarket because that made a that it was actually declared in, it would have, we even said after the race, that would have won by six. They've probably done it because it was a bit fast, the ground, but I don't think, I don't think it would have bothered it. I think it would have been fine. Um, so yeah, disappointing because I, I think we could have had a really, 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 really strong bet midweek, but now I'm not so sure. Derab, Snow Lantern, take your pick. <coughs> it literally is a Swan Vista. Uh, I, I prefer the Philly because I'm, I, I think the Philly's class, but that's also a very good horse, I believe. 135 Newbury John. It's the John Porter. Um, the group three mile and a half. Any view? Yes. Um, uh, again, 25,000 quid for this. Unbelievable. Yeah, quite shocking. This is the sort of thing they were running the handicap, handicap for. Uh, back in the 80s. Um, Al Arthi of Willie Haggis's has plenty of scope for improvement. Probably already has a level of form required in the tank. Um, I couldn't look past this, to be perfectly frank. Um, not, nothing to say the, the ground will be an issue. Um, yeah, I just like I just like the ass very much. I think it was stuff these. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very disappointed at the price. Um, yeah, it was it was seventy two anti post. Yeah, I, I kept looking at this race, thinking can't be seventy two, can't be seventy two, yeah. not seventy four, and it's it's basically stole my thunder. Uh, this was going to be the the probably nap of the, at seventy two. It was going to be the nap of the weekend, but sadly seventy four. I think big things for this horse this year. Yeah. Uh, they, they thought a lot about this. And, I mean, Jim Crowley got off it at Goodwood, apparently, and blamed, like, that the ground was quick enough for, quick enough for it. But they're pretty thick. I mean, I, I, jo- jockeys, I don't, I don't think fast ground will be a problem for this. No. Uh, if it does ride quick. Because, like, there's nothing on pedigree that says it wants slow ground. It's see the stars out of Shamadal Mare. I don't see anything regarding ground there. And Maureen Haggis has even said before that he probably wants quicker ground. So I think, Jim, he's got to fit a good one. He probably didn't act, act around that Sussex uh, gas pit. What do you think, John? Well, that's my, my likely reason on the ground, because there's nothing in its action to say once take cut in the ground or anything like that. I don't think so. No. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, so Alazi, I, I, I think, I think it's, a, uh, it's not a good bet at the prices. I, I can't put it out now. I can't say to, to listeners, oh, slamming the lamb at seven or four. 
Thanks, being seven or two. So disappointing there. We go on to the two ten, which is the Phillies Guineas trial, the Fred Darling, and eleven to four Fav is alcohol free, John. Yeah, um probably just far enough for this. Um I I'm a little bit surprised at the price of Wild Irish. Uh, I'm certainly shorter than this. I know you shouldn't be chuntering about prices when they're bigger than you expect if you just get stuck in. Um, but I did think this would be about between 7 and 8 to 1. Here we are at 14s. Um, so it's going to force me hand. I'm going to have to have a decent bet on this because I was very impressed with this in Newcastle. Uh, lost a fairly distance at the start of the race and then just travelled up like a proper travelly thing and I know the time was nothing special and probably doesn't break much out but it was just one of them where you you just get impressed really you know um, there's a, probably a chance it's more of an Oaks type but I think until the prove themselves to be woefully short of pace you can rock along with these for a, a guineas type and uh, I, I, I never think this this is a, a deep race you know I, I always feel as though if you've got something with half a leg of promise you can, you can go close and I, I, I think this certainly can yeah I mean I like something out of the box here and the reason I say this is because I don't believe any of these fillies will go on to win the guineas uh, in fact, I'd, I'd probably say with certainty that none of these fillies are good enough to win a Guineas. Yeah. Uh, none of them. Um, I, I've, I've been through them. I've looked at them. I've looked at them physically. I just don't. I don't like any of them going forwards to 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 win. What well, to win a one thousand Guineas? It's, it's just that's it. So something out of the box like this, where it's won a maiden, the form maybe hasn't worked out how you'd want. You know, for the you know, like yeah. for the race, but bearing in mind that it's John Gosden, it's Lady Bamford, it's it was a very expensive purchase. Uh, she's very very well bred. I mean, she like you said, she's probably on pedigree, possibly more more of a, a stamina uh, laden laden filly. Dalakani on the dam side, a lot of the the dam side stayed very well. So yeah. I, I, I like that call because, because, like I say, everything at the front end of the market doesn't impress me at all. It really no. doesn't. So I'm not. Whatever wins the Fred Darling, don't don't be <laughs> for the Guineas because, like, if the front end does, because I, 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 I don't I don't see this. Just don't see it. Some great isn't it? Yeah. We move on to the Greenham, so that the uh, the last Guineas trial. And we've got two to one market leader, Chindit John. Hughes. I, I was I was struggling to get away from uh, Chindit really. Um, there was probably reasons for saying he'd be over the top last time out, and uh, the rest of them I'm not entirely thrilled about. Insomnia that did us a good turn the other day. Needs to improve a vast amount. Um, looking at him physically, I don't think he, he's got that in him. Um, the Archie Watson horse 
looks to have plateaued out as well, I thought. Um, there's, there's just not a lot there that I, I, I want to be worried about, really. I, I, I think Chindit's the one they've all got to beat. Yeah, I'd agree on the duelist run and all, and all form. Um, you, you'd have to. I, mean, I think Chindit's solid around the two to one mark. To be honest, I'm not saying this is like a, a monster bet or anything, but I, it's very hard to not because the ne- you, you have to go down the betting and then think right, what's this done? What's that done? Alchemate for me is a Commonwealth Cup horse. Um, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of pace. Um, travels remarkably well. And you saw that last year that as soon as it was faced with testing conditions, which was the seven furlongs on soft ground, uh, Dewhurst, obviously it just it just faded like a, a fady thing. And the, the, I, I was if I owned Alchemy, I would be thinking Commonwealth Cup. Mm-hmm. So that you know that that that's where I'd be going. I don't. I don't they might have aspirations of the Guineas, but this won't get a mile. As long as long as I'm alive, I'll commit. So, even if it does manage to scramble them tomorrow, it won't be gaining the mile. So it's a waste of time. So they may as well, they may as well do it and come back for the Commonwealth Cup. Was my view there, and I would say probably Chindi is solid because it didn't happen for the horse in the duos. It was short of room, and they looked after it in the closing stages, which, which was quite nice. So Chindi for me also as John, pretty pretty solid there. Right, we move on to the Spring Cup, John. Yeah, the Spring Cup. Worth that much? <laughs> well, 16,000 to the winner. I mean, I mean, absolutely, it's just... Absolutely disgusting. Um, that does not... Co- I mean, can you believe that does not cover one year's training? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you, you win a Spring Cup, no, you don't You don't get years training fees paid. That is just remarkable. <laughs> Despicable, really. Um, to business. Uh, acquitted ran really well at Doncaster last time. I thought if he turned out if he had to beach, but they haven't bothered. No. Um, quite astonishing, really. Uh, the other one against the field was Power of Darkness, and this this is one that I think was laid out for the um, Cambridge last year. He's had the one run back uh, in June as a prep and went very well I thought and then got a bit lost in the in the Cambridgeshire itself uh, it, he had to be snatched up inside the final fell and as I said I don't think anything really went right uh, 16 to 1 it would be a player for me I think uh, Definitely can do better than each man. Whether yep. today's the day, I don't know. But uh, four to one favourite Troll Peninsula, very impressive at Kempton recently. Uh, the the varying contact I have assures me this 
would be anywhere between mid 90s and early 100s off a mark of 88 but he's four to one favorite um i've no real punt in this race um nugget i was taken by at nottingham i, I felt that ran ran quite well after the absence uh, behind Astro King, just didn't quite get the run of the race. I think that's very strong handicap form. It might only look a small field at Nottingham, but Astro King is always being sort of well thought of at Stouts. Finally, sound uh, at Zenny was tipping to everyone saying this was this would win, and then Nugget was just didn't quite get the run of the race just in behind them. So I don't think Nugget will be far away with that race under his belt at double figures. Interesting race, uh, but a competitive one, and certainly for not enough money. Um, <laughs> any, I know. Any other business, John, on Sunday? Um, well, I thought the uh, the three fifty five had lots of unexposed leg types, and then the far thirty. I thought ID uh, was open to plenty of improvement. Uh, I don't know if they declared ever. Who's that? Which one? No, uh, I didn't think they would. Um, Adi, it, it's on the it's on the tracker, but empty flared, So that's it for me for the weekend. Okay, well, just one more, one more. I'll give you, which I would say uh, this this is worth backing on on Sunday, and it's going to be my Sunday nap. And, yeah. I, and I, in fact, in fact, I'm going to label this as my uh, weekend nap. It's in the four thirty race at Newbury. Mm-hmm. And it's the maiden, and I am going with the Huey Morrison-trained Vino Victrix. Was ran twice over a mile at Lingfield on the artificial surface, and basically, not you would say this has just not had the run of the way race twice. It's it's a Percy out of a Javawi mare. <coughs> I mean that the, the pedigree suggests this is one mile four plus. Yeah. And he, Huey always brings his tackle out, well, literally, at <laughs> you. <laughs> Huey's tackle, yeah. So he, he brings his best out at Newbury. This is, this, is a good tip. this is a good tip for anyone that's looking for Huey's best three-year-olds. Watch what he brings out at Newbury in the spring, because this is where he likes to bring them, to sort of bring them on. But I think Vino Victrix, I think he's going to be a, be a useful animal this year over middle distances. I could, I could, I could see it being a Melrose kind of uh, kind of horse. And the mile and three is a perfect start point. Three furlongs up in trip from the Lingfield Gas Pit, and again he's but will view it. So yeah, we like we like the Huey. That's a Vino Victrix in the four thirty Newbury, which could be uh, the start of good things for this horse going forwards this year. So. Vino Victrix is my weekend nap. Me and John have covered it all off today. Well, I think we've got some good bets. I do like John's bet on Saturday. I think he's dug that one out nicely. So hopefully Thick Dave can get our weekend off to a flyer before <laughs> before we have to sit and salute Phil uh, mid-afternoon. And then we move on to the Sunday and we'll hope that Vino Victrix can win and some chaos can land the Scottish National with Pilbara landing the... Uh, the Irish lolly for the for the for the dirty Emmett Mullins team. Me and John will be back on Sunday with our usual sermon. We've plenty to talk about, I can tell you. And I've definitely got two or three for Jimmy Lindley this week that are just ridiculous. 
So it's, it, it'll be, it will be an exciting show on Sunday, so join us on Sunday. But that's all from me and John. Hope your punting goes well this weekend. Bye for now.